We apologize in advance, but today is all about the drama and I kind of felt like complaining a lot. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to week number two of me and Tony Rose attempting to record remotely. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello. Times are tough. We can't see each other in person because we're trying to be extra safe, extra cautious. Hell so, yeah. <laughs> we, think we, the sound, we think the sound will be better this time, but feel free to roast us if need Please be. roast us. I had our friend Ariel listen to it and like, give me your honest feedback because I feel like last week just made me sad because obviously when you're not in the same room, like the vibes are not there fully and like the sound's not there, but I think we're holding it down all right. And you know, we will persevere. Mostly, I miss our little soundboard for like the clapping. So, like, hey. should I just do it? Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it'll like go through. Wow, both of us, we just like didn't turn off either of our devices. No, me too. It's just turn it game. We're busy ladies. We're on emails all day. We're busy. The funny thing is my phone is like, you can't see this, guys, but I'm holding up. My phone's completely off because I was scared of this. And now all of a sudden my Mac and my messaging's closed. So I apologize. I apologize. No, well, we just got to go up and up from here, you know? Yeah, yeah, this is us. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense that that happened. Um, But I'm glad you guys are here to join us. Thanks for sticking around. Another month has gone by. Can you believe it? This year has gone by so insanely fast. And, like, I'm happy about that due to the current climate, as people have been saying, because, like, I don't need to feel like 12 months of this shit has been going on. But we are month nine of working from home, month nine of isolating, basically. And uh, it's taken a toll. Like, look at me. Like, I'm a shell of a human. Like, my hair, I look like I just got electrocuted. Like, I'm a little sweaty. I don't know why. Like, I just... Honestly, the the one... there's plenty of things, but like one of the main good things that's come out of quarantine for me is my hair. My hair has received so much love because mm-hmm. TMI, I only wash it like once every like five days now, which Same. like sounds really disgusting, but I was so anal about my hair. Like when I would be like going to the office and stuff like, yeah, like a week here or there, I'd be like, I don't, I'm not feeling it. But like every second day my hair would be washed. And she is growing she is flourishing she is healthy she is happy and she's ready to be just absolutely fried when we go back to normal a fucking men okay so my (laughs) hair also is so long it's like down to like my also tmi but like to my boobs which is very exciting i sent a picture to like my friends the other day um because i just love sending pictures of myself to people and my friend thought i was wearing extensions (gasps) and i was like oh my god thank you so (laughs) also my hair is so thick that like no I can never wear extensions it would look so fake but yeah I only wash I've only ever really washed my hair once to twice a week but I'm not like curling it or styling it as often as I usually do so it's flourishing and it's the number one thing that's come out positive for me in 2020 for sure yeah well amen at least we got that yeah. I just I just like wonder if like you know you go back into the office or like when everyone goes back to the offices like all the women just kind of this like beautiful yeah. like luscious locks because they didn't do fuck all to it like during quarantine. I mean oh. I still dyed mine and I definitely still style it here and there but just ready You best believe I'm putting on my club outfit for <laughs> the office. I am so excited. I I, I I texted you the other night because it's me and Steve's like Right. anniversary like it's like our old anniversary but I'm still making him take me out for dinner because yeah. I want to do something I need to get out of the house and I was like is this dress too fancy like I was planning to wear that outfit clubbing in Vegas and I'm yeah, like yeah, can yeah. I wear this to okay. a dinner in Vancouver Hell yeah it's so <laughs> cute you'll have to post a picture when you're all dolled up how many years nine uh eight. Oh my gosh shit I know I know we really literally looked at each other the other day and I was like, we've known each other for eight years. And Steve was just like, Meh. like they just like <laughs> unfazed. And I'm like, this is like huge for me. Cause I've never, obviously never come close to that in a relationship. So this is it. And he's just like, yeah, I, ha- I haven't even hit the eight month mark. So you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> so moving into today's topic, November roundup. What happened? Who happened? 
Let's why get, did it happen? Why did it happen? <laughs> <laughs> we are your pop culture number one news source. Everything's <laughs> correct. We fact check everything. Everything <laughs> we say is obviously right. So, like, like, like. <laughs> yeah. so let's go through babies. I mean, not as many babies. And it's not even like Falling down. super like great news either. You yeah, there's this yeah, there's just some sad back-to-back news. I mean, Meghan Markle came out saying that earlier in the summer she had a miscarriage, which is really sad. And then Christina Perry, like, last week had a stillbirth, and she was over 20 weeks pregnant. So obviously, it's kind of sad news to start the episode off, but I felt like it was relevant to say it. And I'm happy that, like, you know, Meghan Markle spoke out about it. It's, it's always nice when, like, women in the spotlight like talk about their issues and especially miscarriages because of the stigma behind it so I mean I hope they're both healing it's really sad yeah it is really sad I mean I guess like I never realized that there was like a stigma about it like in my mind I'm just like that's terrible like it's a shitty circumstance but like never have I been like it's your fault like your body is terrible like I don't understand I agree. And it's like for people that are like are too embarrassed to talk about, oh my God, like do not feel that way. Like that's horrifying. I know so many women that have had miscarriages. So I don't know. I just, I, prayers and thoughts are with them at this time. But um, moving on to some happier news about pregnancies. Who announced like pregnancies? Random people. I know. Random. So Take it away. Like, the situation, finally <laughs> having a kid. I mean, it's like everyone else in that crew has a kid except for him at this point. Well, I mean, he was set back. He was in jail there for like a year or two, right? So Yeah. But like, he looks happy. He looks good. You know, oh, good for so that sticking around. I watched the Jersey Shore family reunion, like the first season. I think they're weirdly still happening, but I watched the first season. And his wife, Lauren, or I think her name's Lauren, yeah. but she's so nice. And I felt like she was like really good for him. And, and God love her for loving him and, and putting <laughs> him. Like, you know, so I'm really happy for them. Their announcement was really cute with like the baking um, flour and cookies. Yeah. I don't know if announcement, but soup's cute. Okay, this next one, I messaged you about it like last week or earlier this week. Coach Crystal from Ari, what is it? Last called week? Coach Crystal. Or whatever, the Ari season of The Bachelor. But yeah, because I was like, this is so random. I'm like, oh, she's pregnant. Didn't she break up with what's it, the goose or whatever? And I was like, and then I realized she's not with the goose anymore. She's with a new guy. It's been like, what, like five, six months since they broke up? Oh my god, yeah, it's been like six months, and I think she's like six months pregnant. Like, it must have been her rebound. Um, nonetheless, you know, congratulations. I don't, I don't really care. I mean, I'm happy <laughs> another baby in the world, but like, I will not be following this one. I think she's a psychopath. Like, I mean, I, you know. I, I tried to look at like Goose's profile. Like, and I was part of me was hoping like he would just like shit on her, but like, obviously, oh no, there was a. There was a tweet that I wish I screenshotted that someone like posted in one of the Facebook groups I'm in and someone from Bachelor uh, Nation said something bad happened to them this month. Like I can't remember something happened. They're like, oh, this and this happened. And then all of a sudden he replied, dot, 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 try and get, try getting a divorce. And so. Yeah, they didn't even make it like what, like a year, year and a half? They've been together for a year and a half? Yeah, I think somewhere around that. And, like, they're legally married, which I didn't think they were. I thought it was all for the show, like, randomly in Mexico last year. But um, they are officially divorced, I guess. I mean, let's hope she's, like, having a baby with someone else, so. Hope she's happy. We will update you when she has the baby, but probably not in between, so. That is all for the baby news this month. Quite a short list in comparison. It's like people were busy in the beginning, and now they're like, eh. I think, like, come January, February, we're going to have a lot of, like, baby announcements because, like, we announced a lot of pregnancies in the last couple of months, so I feel like they're going to be popping out here soon. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on to some TV news. The first one, I just, like, I am so excited. Grey's Anatomy is back on air, and it's fulfilling all my needs. It's a little sad that they're covering COVID. I mean, like, I know they have to. Like, they're the number one medical drama on TV, and if they just, like, ignored the pandemic, it would be weird. Yeah. But I'm, I have a feeling it's happening all season long. I've heard that it's going to be like the whole season is going to be the pandemic, which kind of makes me sad. I but mean, it's Derek realistic. Shepard. Oh my God, Derek Shepard. Okay. He's back. Yeah. Spoiler alert at the very oh, end yeah. of the premiere episode, 
yeah. um, you see Derek and like, I never thought, cause like I, we saw like the figure of him and as I'm watching it with Steve, I was like, no, there's no way. No, he's not neither. I was like, they're just like going to pretend it's him and like show the back of somebody's <laughs> head that looks like him. And it was him. And I was like, Oh my God, this is fantastic. Full goosebumps. And like, I love, because Grey's Anatomy, if you remember, they used the beach in a lot of the whole series. Like Izzy, when she had cancer, she, her happy place was the beach with Denny. And then when Arizona lost her, e uh, her egg, <laughs> lost her leg, her happy place was her and Callie on the beach. And like Meredith is now like kind of not dead, but having these hallucinations on the beach. So like Shonda Rhimes, really fucking chef's kiss to you for pulling everything together. I'm just like curious how it all happened, like behind the scenes, because didn't he like leave the show because Shonda like absolutely hated his guts? I don't know the reason why, but I don't think it was, like, a positive ending. But I was obviously, like, after that episode, I read and watched every little interview that I could find. And Patrick did an interview, and he said that Meredith, or Meredith, <laughs> Ellen Pompeo reached out to him before the shooting and just of the episode and asked to go on, like, a hike to kind of, like, just talk everything out and, like, see if they could be friends again. And they became friends and blah, blah. And, like, during that hike, it just came apparent that, like, everything's fine and then he she was just like juggling around the idea and then apparently he said like absolutely and apparently he has shown three times throughout the series so we only have one more time because he's been oh. shown twice oh. I think. but last episode they teased in the teaser of this episode coming up on thursday that there's another person coming to the beach and i think it's either george or lexi yeah, no, I agree. It's one of yeah. those two for sure. Unless it's, uh, I just like really hope it's not her mom. Cause like that would be a no. bummer. Sorry. Her mom has been, been around after her death so many times. Like she's shown up a lot. I don't think her reaction would be like her holding her chest, like super relieved. Like, I think it's going to be Lexi. It has to be Lexi. Honestly, I'm going to cry. My thought was George. It has to be George. My first thought was Lexi, but George did pop into, oh, I don't know. I'm just like so excited. Oh. So good. Anyways, great season off to start. So stressful to watch, but <laughs> yeah, fantastic. So well done. Love it. Totally. Okay, on to the next show. Have you watched The Flight Attendant yet? It is what I'm doing tonight. I'm very excited. Kaylee Cuoco's new show, yeah? Yeah. So like, long story short, she's a party-hardy flight attendant, and she oh, wakes yeah. up one morning after like partying with a guy, and he's dead. And... I, I don't want to like say anything more than that, but it's like they released, it was so weird. They released like the first episode on like Wednesday and then they released two more yesterday or something. I don't know. It was very odd the way that they did it, but either way, three episodes and I think it's only six. It's like a limited series. Oh no. And it's fantastic. Honestly, high anxiety the entire time though, because she like her, the character is such a fucking like stress case. Like she cannot oh keep God. her chill and you're just like, oh my God, can you get it together, please? But it's so good. I'm so excited. Like tonight, right after this, I'm going to do our freaking Chloe Ting workout and then I'm going to make dinner and then watch The Flight Attendant, all three episodes. I'm very excited. Perfect. Yeah, I was reading an article that said that this is like the, how do they describe it? The like, not the show of her life, but like the performance her of her oh, career. Performance. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. But oh, I love that. Yeah. So Emmys next year. She's only ever been in like the Big Bang Theory and like sitcom style stuff. Yeah. So like this is something that was like different and it was nice. Yeah, she's she's been like the dumb blonde girlfriend. So nice that she got to step out and like actually show her acting chops. I'm excited. Yeah, she's still a dumb blonde in this. I oh. mean, like not like a comedic dumb blonde, but she's still like, in my opinion, a fucking idiot in this thing. But the whole time, I can't stop staring at her bangs. Her bangs are beautiful. No. Beautiful oh, they're good. curtain bangs. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting, I'm, I'm recutting mine this on uh, Monday. I have to as well. Mine have like grown out so grown much. It's like healthy hair business. It's not even a curtain anymore. So like healthy. Just, <laughs> mine, <laughs> mine's just like full on hair. It's like not even a bang. Like it's oh. the same length. Just quarantine tings. Hell yeah. Um, okay. Did you watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air growing up? No. Uh, Did you watch it at all? No, I watched like one or two episodes, but it was just like never on in the household. So it's on Netflix and I have teetered around, you know, popping it back on. It's, it's a really good show. I mean, it's very like cult classic because like they didn't think it was gonna, I can't remember if he started on Fresh Prince and then became a rapper. No, he was a rapper first and uh -oh. then they were unsure 
if he had like acting chops. So now it's like really funny that he's like only an actor and like doesn't really do the rap thing anymore. That's really funny. Um, but the whole reunion was very interesting because throughout the series, his the the actress who played his aunt, because I think it was six seasons, the actress who played his aunt was in the first like two or three seasons and then they changed her to a different actress. She was recast. And what's very interesting is like when it all happened, like no one really understood why and there was all this stuff in the news that like basically will smith was saying like she was too difficult so it really like kind of messed up her career so he invited her onto the reunion episode to basically have like a reconciliation oh wow and she just explained like what was happening on her end like at the time like she was in like a very abusive relationship with her husband who was also like an actor and he wasn't working so she was the one that was the only one bringing money in. Uh, they had a kid and I believe she was pregnant with another one on the way. And she wasn't sure why, but when it came to her like renegotiating for her next, however many seasons, <laughs> they gave her like a really, really low ball offer. So she's like, I'm convinced that you guys did that on purpose to like get me out of oh, the show yeah. sort of thing. And he didn't really address it. Like, so it's still like a bit of a question mark. So right. I can't tell if he did it out of like, being genuine or if he was just trying to get some like good press out of it to get people to watch the reunion special i don't know honestly probably both i, I in my heart of hearts i believe that will smith's a really good dude like i think he comes off as genuine and things that he does like i i really enjoy like everything he puts out so yeah no i think so too mm-hmm. um moving on to the bachelorette um i just made a quick note of this and you can um contradict me but i'm kind of bored <laughs> Okay, I'm not, and I'll tell you why. Because I think, hands down, Taisha is the best bachelorette we've ever had. And the guys just seem genuinely excited about her. Like, there's just, I don't know. I, I think coming off of Claire's horrifying three episodes of the guys not interested in her, her not being interested in them, like, I just, like, that's not what I wanted. And I feel like I just needed a good classic bachelorette season, and I think I'm getting that from Tasha. And I'm so in love with, like, all the guys. Like, I can't pick my top people. It's crazy. It is a little boring because it is becoming, like, the classical episodes, but I don't know. I just, like, I'm in love with all the guys. Like, their bromance is everything. They're they're just so nice to Tasha, and I feel like Tasha's actually, like, down to date all of them, which is nice. Yeah, honestly, I didn't even finish the last episode because I was like, this is dragging a little bit, but... I can't even remember. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. See, it's not even that that memorable. Like, it is that she's doing exactly what she's supposed to be doing. So as much as we, like, shit on Claire, that was, like, the best three episodes of The Bachelor. I can't. You cannot (laughs) say that. You cannot say that. I hate Claire so much. You think I I watch it to watch people find love? I watch it for the drama. You're totally right. I mean, the first three episodes, me and my friends, when we were allowed to hang out together, we would watch it and we'd yell at the screen. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. It was entertaining. We'd yell at the screen and be, like, very invested. Um, And now I haven't yelled at Taisha once, so there's still time. (laughs) 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 This next one is really funny. Okay, Courtney Cox reacting to Thanksgiving um, meme of her, Turkey Head, which was, like, so hilarious. First of all, when you think of Thanksgiving, everyone thinks of the Friends scene of, like, Monica with the turkey head and the, and the dancing and, like, the hat on the turkey. Like, it's just everything. And I've always thought, like, that's so funny. Like, you're known to be, like, a turkey head. Like, that might be, like, embarrassing. Like, I wonder how she really feels about it. And then she puts out that whole video telling them to, like, stop stop using her which is <laughs> <laughs> like so crazy what's um funny is when i was in new york last year i went to like the friends museum like pop-up yes. and they i ha- i put the thing on my face and i did the dance we should totally post that. it on our instagram but let oh, me tell you good. yeah let me tell you how disgusting it was though it was so heavy and so you put your face into it like you don't put it over your head like you okay. end up the back of it and like you put it like on like a mask Okay. And then they closed it like behind. So, and it was like a weird, like rubber substance, but you like looking into it, you saw all makeup like in there from like girls yeah. on their faces. Like this thing is fucking disgusting, but I did it anyway. I was like, I can't not. Yeah. 
my COVID brain could not understand that now. But fun fact, I was a mascot for a day at a school event. So I know that pain and I've never sweat more in my life than in that mascot uniform. Alrighty, moving on to music. Um, the first one, which you actually let me know today that Miley Cyrus put out a new album, Plastic Hearts. Yeah, I haven't, I, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I've been reading articles that a lot of it is about her ex-husband, Liam Hemsworth. Okay, I've read articles about that, and, like, my first listen to the album, I didn't really focus on lyrics because I was working, but, like, the music is really good. I mean, there's some that I'm, like, not down for, but um, my favorite ones, okay, I have four favorites, Angels Like You, High. Never Be Me, and Golden G-String. And Golden <laughs> G-String sounds like the funniest name, but it's, like, actually, like, a really good song, and it's about, like, kind of, like, her identity and how people are, like, telling her to put clothes on, and when she puts clothes on, you know, they're just like, who are you? I don't know. Really good listen. I highly recommend that song. She really changes her entire persona, like, between every album. Like, you look at, totally. I mean, obviously, the Hannah Montana Day is very different, and then Oh, what was the one bangers and that's when she did like the whole like wrecking ball like iconic but then she did the like miley cyrus and her dead pets or something which was like this weird indie album that no one really like caught on to and she the one time she toured to vancouver it was on that fucking album and i'm like there's no way i'm going to that weird ass show she came here for bangers oh right 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 sorry i didn't go i actually had tickets to go to bangers but then it was on Valentine's Day and Steve was wow. coming to town. And so I sold my ticket and my friends were really not happy about it. But I was happy about it because I got yeah. to see Steve. <laughs> yeah, she I really missed her riding on a hot dog, man. Like, I missed <laughs> that to see <laughs> Steve. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I will not. No, um, do it. Do it. No, I was going to say, you rode a hot dog that night. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway moving on Uh, (laughs) just like she changes her persona a lot and my favorite one was like the Malibu era and her backyard and her backyard session like I just felt like that was truly her but it's funny because like every time she puts out an album it's like this is truly me and I'm like you've reborn like you've re I don't know what you've done but you've changed yourself. (laughs) yourself like four times this is a very Joan Jett album vibe it's funny because she's actually featured in one of the songs and it wasn't like my favorite song but it's very like rock and roll trying to be edgy again like every time she cuts her hair she goes rock and roll so I wish that she put her backyard sessions on like Spotify and Apple Music because they're only on YouTube from what I can find Apple Music has the she's redid them and they're on Apple Music Oh shit, then that means they might be on Spotify. But the Probably my not. Apple one, Fuck off. <laughs> is Jolene? Uh Jolene's good, but also um Don't Dream It's Over with Ariana Grande. Yeah, really good. Fire. Is that on there? Um, not that I noticed. I don't know. I haven't looked. What I mean, you need the fire ones. Anyways, I think they talk in between, like they kind of fuck it up anyways, so anywho's moving on. Small piece of news, um, American Music Awards. Um, the weekend shows up wearing bandages on his face as if he's either been in a car wreck or in plastic surgery. But at the end of the day, he did it on purpose. It was part of his costume to represent his album, Blinding Lights. I okay, first of all, Blinding Lights isn't like five years old. Like, what, how are we still talking about this? <laughs> um, I love that album, but like, wow, I thought that was years old. So you're talking about bandages, like wrapped his whole face, not like a Nelly band-aid no, whole, whole face whole face just his like eyes and like nose and like a little bit of his mouth like open weird also did i misreference that was that nelly that would always wear the band yeah yeah, yeah. he he no but he didn't do it on his forehead he did it like under his eye on his cheek yeah um but apparently I the mean, weekend and his team were also a little bit rattled because he didn't get nominated for a single for grammy this grammy. year i know that Okay, first of all, sorry. I thought Blinding Lights was, like, years old. I don't know why this is only this year. This is blowing my mind. Um, but if it's if he's missing out of Blinding Lights, like, that was... TikTok, yeah, that song should have been nominated. Like, that song was huge like, this year. Like, that's why it was No, I was going to say, maybe that's why it wasn't nominated, but then you have, like, Doja Cat for Say yeah. So getting nominated. Bullshit. It's crazy. I mean, I didn't even watch the AMAs. There was actually a couple of award shows this month that I didn't watch because, like, 
I don't know. The remote reward shows are just things that I, I just don't need to subscribe to, um, except for the Oscars. Whatever they do, I am <sighs> I'm watching. Um, but, like, but nothing I, came out this year. Like, everything got paused. So true. I want, It's going to be, like, the weirdest movies. Like, it's going to be, like, very bad movies that, like, went straight on demand. Honestly, like, if anyone was, like, smart, because the, the one movie that, like, they're gatekeeping that I want to see so badly is Wonder Woman 1984. Like, I'm obsessed right. with Wonder Woman. And they have finally decided that they're going to release it Christmas Day in theaters in North America. But those motherfuckers in the U.S., anyone who has, like, the HBO Max streaming service gets to watch it for free on HBO Max. And, like, wow. we can't even access it in Canada on any streaming platform. We have to go to the theaters. And I, I wonder if safe. Okay, so, like, I wonder. That sucks for you. I'm sorry. I haven't even seen, like, the first one or whatever. <laughs> like, I, I don't – I should watch it. I've heard it's good. But I wonder if – we will get it free on like Netflix or Crave because usually when HBO Max, like for instance, like um, Gossip Girl, Friends, and there's another show that has left the US Netflix to go on HBO Max, but like it's on Canada Netflix, like it's never taken off. So I'm wondering if like maybe they're getting a deal ready for ca- Canadians. So you never know. There's still hope. Yeah. Well, normally, like if something is on HBO Max, like the flight attendant is HBO yeah. Max. But like that immediately came onto Crave. So I like immediately was like, okay, is wonder woman gonna be on crave and they were like nope you'll have to wait until it's like theatrical release is over for it to be on crave and i'm like you guys suck wow that but sucks what my point was is like if like any movie was smart like obviously like profits are what you want like you want ticket sales you want people to buy it but since there's not that many like movies in the running for this year just release it ahead of Oscar season and you'll have less competition so what's more right. worth it you know because if something wins for the Oscars, people are still going to watch it. So totally, I'm a genius. Get it wow! Oh my god, you should release a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Harry Styles posing in a dress and skirt for the cover of Vogue, and like his huge—I don't know how many pages spread. I thought the photos were fabulous, and I, I thought they were super cool too. Especially like like only Harry Styles could pull that off. And I didn't even, like, when I looked at it, yeah, like, I, I registered that it was a dress and skirt, but I actually, like, the first thought was, like, oh, that's really artistic. Like, he's in a field with, like, this really cool skirt that's blowing in the wind. Like, I never really kind of, like, pieced it together that it's, like, oh, a guy's wearing a skirt. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I thought it was just, like, a really cool photo that it never yeah. really bothered I mean, me. I mean, anything in Vogue is never, like, ready-to-wear fashion. It's all, like, avant-garde, like, over-the-top stuff. So, like, I don't know why people are so up in arms about it. I mean, I, I, I get it. Like, if people are that conservative, they're like, you shouldn't be wearing a dress. It's like, is it? I, I don't get it. I, it's 2020. Like, anyone can wear whatever the fuck we want. And also, Billy Porter is, like, one of my favorite guys to watch on the red carpet. Oh, and yeah. he always comes in fabulous heels and, like, these really cool, like, tux dresses and stuff like that. So, I just think people get butt hurt over the littlest of things. Like, this shouldn't be news. We're, everyone's just stuck at home. They have, like, nothing better to do but to, like... Very true. Raise, but I don't know. I, yeah, I looked at that. not wearing their masks. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sorry, my phone. I don't know why it's beeping. It's literally off. (laughs) (laughs) My screen's not on. Um, Okay, the next one, I wanted to put these two points down. I don't know if you've seen them yet, but Taylor Swift's um, Disney Plus documentary came out last week, and I watched it, and it was so good. It's not really a documentary. It's basically her doing live, she's live recording the album Folklore with oh my gosh, I totally forgot the two guys, but the two guys that have co-wrote the whole album. And there wasn't many Easter eggs in the the movie. It was almost two hours long. It was like really freaking good. And she would explain like what the song was about and like why she wrote it. And then they would sing it together. And it was just like beautiful. But the biggest news was that there was like this guy named William Bowery and he wrote, he co-wrote two of the songs on Folklore, but people were like Googling him and could never figure out who he was. So there was obviously a lot of rumors and she confirmed that it was actually her boyfriend, Joe um, Alwyn. I think that's how you pronounce his name, but they like wrote two songs together and it was really cute. Like she went on and she like, talked about the stories about how she would find him like on the piano, just like randomly singing in their living room. And she was just like, oh my God, we have to write these songs together. So I thought that was like the coolest little piece of information. Why would she give him a fake name if she was just going to tell people anyways? 
Um, yeah, I don't really know the method to her madness, but I think like they probably just wanted to do it in the beginning to like keep it like under wraps and like maybe she thought that no one would really care about a co-writer kind of thing, like a, a William Bowery, like that's a, a made up name. No one knows of him. Like who would ever research that? But I guess maybe since it was huge speculation, I didn't know it was a huge speculation because I'm not like a huge Swifty in terms of like keeping up with like those random things. Um, but I guess she just like spoke about it. It wasn't like a huge groundbreaking like information. Like they were just sitting around a fire and she goes, oh, well, you know, Joe, obviously William Bauer. Like they didn't make it a huge thing. So I don't know. The way they did it, it was really fantastic. And it was just like, it put me in such a fall mood. Like I lit a candle, had a cup of coffee. I listened to it last night. It was so good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know I've already talked about this. But like I don't like Taylor Swift. Like, I can't. I like, didn't like, forget about that. Oh, I, will, I will listen to some, like some of her music is good. Don't get me wrong. But like, I think what like weirds me out is the, the extent of obsession that some of my friends have with her. Like mm-hmm. my two best friends, like obsessed. Like one of them was like right, in right. A committed relationship. She's really happy. And obviously like her, Taylor Swift songs are like usually like very sad. And she's like, I literally just got into bed and like listened to the album just sobbed. And I was like, but like, how did you feel that like you knew you were in this loving relationship yet they're talking about like heartbreak. And she's like, it doesn't matter. I just love her so much. It's like, that's the weird part to me. It's almost like a weird yeah. like, cult religion and it makes me uncomfortable. Totally. And I had that feeling like in high school, like I never really got it. I kind of thought she was super annoying actually. And like, but I don't know now I've just grown to really appreciate her and like her last three albums. It's just like, and like folklore is my album. Like that's the type of music I like to listen to. I listen to sad music probably the 99% of the time. And so I'm jamming the fuck out. It was so good. And then another note, really quick, I haven't watched the full thing, but Sean Mendes dropped a documentary called Wonder on Netflix. I watched the first like 20 minutes of it last night and it actually was interesting and I'm gonna finish it um but it's just like basically about him growing up and like his latest tour and stuff like that and then apparently like the last half is all about like his relationship with Camila and like how they got together and like how it's not a sham or whatever so interested to watch the full thing also another artist I don't (laughs) it's like this just like makes me feel old because he obviously like a younger generation really likes him. He's like the new like Justin Bieber sort of thing. Totally. Um, is he like way younger than Justin Bieber? No, he's like I think the same age. I think oh, he's like twenty. Okay. Uh, you know, he could be a year or two younger. But yeah, I just feel like it's like the younger generations like Justin Bieber kind of, and like I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. I have weird music taste and I'm just a complainer today, clearly. Honestly, you're entitled to your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I happen to love Sean's voice, but that's okay. I think he has a good voice. Okay. I think here's the thing again, when people just get repeated on the radio and like, like a lot of his songs, like we're at a time where maybe I was like driving a lot and I would hear it randomly in the radio. It was a lot. And that's when it annoys me. Cause I'm like, your song just annoys me to no fucking end that I don't like you anymore as an artist. So just the overplay is what gets me. So fair, fair, that's fair. My, that's my psychological conclusion of myself. <laughs> I approve. It's fine. We, it's okay. Moving into influencer news. Um, Dixie and Charlie D'Amelio. Um, people were up in arms because they were disrespecting their chef. Now, how much do you know of this situation? Um, I'm sad to say that I know probably all, the whole thing. Um, (laughs) I woke up, like, last week with that news, and I was just like, oh, my God, what are people reporting on? And so I obviously watched the video. Okay, I'm a sucker. It was really fucking long. I think it was, like, over 20 minutes. And it's like a new series on the D'Amelio family channel, which I'd love to go in later. Um, And they had a private chef come and they're doing a series where they're going to invite a a surprise guest and they don't know who the guest is until they arrive. And it was James Charles and he comes in and and the chef is like making them like really nice meals and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't think it was that crazy. I mean, like, let's keep in mind they're like 16 and 18, like they're kids. And like the chef was feeding them escargot (laughs) and like (laughs) Like, paella and and stuff like that. And it was weird. I mean, um, 
I'm going to get all their names wrong, but I believe it was Charlie. Yeah, it was Charlie that was, like, spitting food out. And, like, no, well, it was very... Dixie. Oh, it was Dixie. Dixie sorry. Was literally was Dixie. the one that, like, got up, made this huge yeah. bit, ran out to their backyard, and then comes back, and she's like, I threw up. And you're like... I know. What? I thought it was really weird, and I thought it... But I didn't think it warranted this, like, huge press thing. It was funny, because everyone was, like, laughing. They're like, wow, James Charles actually was the, the respectable one. Like, <laughs> he came out <laughs> looking really good. And, um, excuse me, and this, this video came out, and in the video, Charlie D'Amelio was like, I can't believe I'm going to hit 1 million uh, followers soon, and, like, it'd be really cool to hit it on my one-year mark, which is November 30th, and, because she's like, wow, from zero to 100 million in one year, like, that's amazing, whatever, she was, like, going off about her 100 million followers, and I guess people were, like, annoyed with, like, her entitled, but I'm like, yeah, that bitch is about to hit 100 million subscribers, like, that's exciting, like, and she's also a kid, like, I'm sure she's, like, so excited for that. Anyway, she lost like 2.4 million followers within a couple of hours. And she was like at 97.4 or something followers rather than 99 million. And so it took her like three extra days, God bless her, to hit the 100 million. But she's now at like 101. So yeah, she's like at 101.4 million. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of want to go on a side tangent about this family because I find them really creepy as a whole. <laughs> I find like... I find it weird when parents kind of piggyback off their kids' fame. Starting starting as one family and being, like, a family blogger is completely different. Like, they've decided to do this as a family, whatever. But this is their parents knowing that their daughters are so famous that they started a channel to do things together. Like, I just find it really weird. I find the dad really not creepy in like any other uh, any other way than just being like a fame whore <laughs> um like I find it very weird and it looks like they're using their kids it's, it's very strange I, I I'm not down with this family I think like I remember when Charlie was like first on the rise last year they were on Gary V's podcast and I think he was very much like encouraging the parents to make like an entire business out of it so mm-hmm. like I'm not shocked there's probably so many people it wasn't probably their initial idea it's like other teams saying like, let's make something of this, you know? Cause like the parents probably had to quit their jobs if they had oh, totally. to like do this. And now they're like, okay, well, what am I going to do with my day to day? But I agree. It is, it is really weird. Especially like, like Addison Ray's mom is also like kind of creepy. And they have a podcast together now, like her and her mom, Addison and her mom. I just like, obviously no doubt, great business move. Like you can create a whole D'Amelio brand, but just like, there's another side of it that it's kind of fucking creepy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. I don't know. In terms of like the video, I don't, I don't know if like the girls were like genuinely being like that. Cause that's how they act. Or if they were like trying to make it like funny and thought people would think it was funny. I, I think that, that was me. And I genuinely like didn't like the food. Just like, don't eat it. But like, don't make a thing of it. Like, yeah. So Dixie actually went on TikTok and explained it and said like, you know, they, they set me up like they knew that I didn't like these certain foods. And so they put it on my plate specifically. And then a lot of people were responding to that being like, okay, that could be the truth. But it's like you, this was your video. You could have edited it to make it known that it was a joke. Like it was like, they're doing this to you purposely. Like they just like didn't edit it in the way that we, like we weren't let in on the joke if it was actually a joke or if this is just like a cover up of like her backlash. But that was like her reasoning. And I just thought it was like weird. I'm just like, why are we, who fucking cares? They're like 16 and 18. Yeah. Leave them alone. I don't like snails and I probably would spit it out too. Like, I don't know. I just like felt cringy because like she was literally like making all the vomiting noises like while the chef's like standing there like looking at her. And I was like, I don't know if he understands you as a person to un- to be like, exactly. Fine. It was weird all the whole and whatever I don't like we should stop talking about them yeah and like really similar or not similar I mean it's like the exact same situation but like Trisha Paytas was like absolutely dragging the Demelios for that whole video too but she's so funny because she was even like up in arms about Dixie doing like a dance to like a rap song that had the n-word in it and her whole she was like when they're dancing to it they put their like fingers across their mouths like a symbol when the when the n-word is said like in the song she's like you can't do that that's really wrong but then what's really funny is I was watching the frenemies podcast and Mm -hmm. like Trisha you do that too and she's like yeah well I know I do it I'm just calling them out on it too and like she's just like 
hurts my brain sometimes. Yeah, I don't think we should get into it, but I didn't know it was wrong for you to not sing. I felt like it was right for them not to sing a song. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, uh, yeah, it was funny because I didn't know about this Trisha Paytas and Charlie D'Amelio um, feud or whatever, but I was just like, I clicked on one of her videos because it looked like it was like a weird one. So I was like, oh, I guess she's like in her weird Trisha mood. And then all the comments were like, gets canceled on TikTok, acts like nothing ever happens on YouTube. Like she's made so many YouTube videos and I guess has never addressed the controversy. So I was wondering what it was about. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I highly recommend the Frenemies podcast with Ethan from H3H3 and Trisha Paytas. It is so funny. Have you watched any of them? Okay, so I watched one episode. I'm, I actually really like it and I will listen to it again next week. I like it's a nice like behind background kind of thing. Oh, totally. Like, their whole, like, relationship, like, brother-sister type, but, like, she, like, they both have, like, major issues, and it's kind of exhausting sometimes, but you're, like, this is insane how these people function and talk to each other and work with each other. Totally. And, like, I'm only one episode in, but, like, Trisha is actually being, quote-unquote, normal for Trisha. Like, she's being a normal, she's not, like, acting crazier than she usually does so like I did appreciate it like it wasn't annoying I should say there is an episode where they bring Dr. Drew to like oh like all of the all of her problems and like what she doesn't like about what Ethan says to her and like what he doesn't like that she says to him because like she accused him of like being like a pill popper and he's like I told you that in confidence that I did that when I lived in Israel for five years because I was bored as fuck. But then now you're making it seem like I'm addicted to pills. So like they weaponize stuff against each other all the time. It's anyways, it's crazy. Highly recommend, but I will. I will continue listening. Okay. Moving on to the last section, which kind of like miscellaneous, like random news that doesn't really fit in with any categories that we had. The first one was the Hillsong church scandal, which like made news headlines I feel like everyone knows about Hillsong. It's like the quote-unquote celebrity church. It's like where Chris Pratt goes, Justin Bieber, Haley, everyone, when they go to LA, they're like, oh my God, Hillsong, blah, blah, blah. And Carl Lentz is a pastor there and he's like the head pastor and he's become like really good friends with all these said actors and and he was let go of the community. He was let go of being a pastor. He was fired. And usually, I can't remember what the wording was, but it was like weird about something about his discrepancies and everyone comes out and like the only way that you can get fired as a pastor is basically like cheating. And so he he finally came out and said yes I you know I did cheat on my wife and like we're working through it and she's standing by me I can't remember the wife's name unfortunately but she also worked at Hillsong Church and automatically I guess in the church system is if one of your if your partner gets fired you automatically get fired because it's just like they cut ties completely with the family and so now they're both without a job they have a bunch of kids and they are still married as of today (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I don't, who knows if that's going to happen. But usually, like, public scandals don't really test. Bode well. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, not a lot, not a whole lot on this information. But, I mean, it made headlines. I felt like we had to kind of touch upon it, for sure. Well, it's crazy just because it's, like, a celebrity church, too. So that's why it's, like, if this was, like, anyone else, like, no one would care. But it's just because it's, like, a celebrity church. Everyone's, like, oh, oh, my God. Totally. And I don't know. I just, like, I've always found it weird. Not weird, but this church is a little culty for me. The vibes that everyone's, like, you have to go and, like, all the celebrities and the way they preach about it and, like, the pastor. I never understood because, like, I'm Christian Catholic and we have priests. And so there's, you know, they don't have, um, you know, a partner. So it's just, like, I never really understood, like, pastors have wives and they can actually have social lives. So it's very interesting. It's totally different. Um, But, I mean, obviously works for a lot of people. So, cool. I saw a TikTok, which obviously is, like, not factually, like, cannot be deemed factually correct, but I want to assume that it's correct, and this is kind of, like, jumping into, like, Justin Bieber, just because he's, like, a big part of the church, but it was basically a girl saying that Justin and Selena Gomez were set up as part of, like, a business thing, like, to obviously promote each other, and then, but they actually ended up falling in love, but then now he's obviously with Hailey Bieber, but they're actually really unhappy. But because of their religion, they're never going to like get divorced from each other. I'm like, I heard the same thing. I see that happening. I, I've seen this and I believe it. And there's nothing, you can't tell me different. I actually don't even know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. I had like a friend of a friend who was in LA, like 
gorgeous girl and she saw Justin Bieber at a club and he was oh. by himself in a booth like at a club by himself that yep. he purchased solo and she was like that's Justin Bieber this is my shot so she goes and talks to him and she was just kind of like chatting and he basically just couldn't stop talking about religion and how he can only be with a woman that has like very deep religious values and I was like oh my god what was this uh years ago like before Haley Oh, crazy. I mean, religion is important to a lot of people. Like, they have to see it. Like, That's crazy that in a club. You in a club. Up. Yeah. And, and so she's like, okay, I'm going to go now. Like, can you imagine? Like, I would be like, okay, so you, deeper by yeah. himself, and you're like, I'm going to get out of here. So, like, oh, you, okay, so we're not sleeping together tonight? Okay, so I'm going to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny. Do you want to take the next point? Okay, I just needed to touch upon, like, everyone going crazy over Please. The Crown and, like, Princess Diana in general. I have not watched The Crown. You haven't either yet, right? No, but I do want to start it. I tried to start it, and it's slow. It's oh. so, so hard to get into. Um, but I did watch a, a solo documentary called Princess Diana in her own words, and it was so good because basically where it came from is this man named, I think his name was like Andrew Morton, Andrew something, basically. He wrote a book about her while she was still alive, like claiming like how unhappy she was. And the Royals were like, oh, like where are your sources from? And he never said where his sources were. But then now this whole documentary is his source material. And it's an actual secret interview that she did with him and like another person. So it's they just lay out the whole drama from like beginning to end like how she met charles how he like fucked around with like camilla and stuff like that i i never fully knew the whole story so it was a really good breakdown of everything i really want to watch it because i'm very interested and like yeah that came out or like i didn't know that he was cheating on diana from the beginning with camilla like i didn't know it was like from the beginning of them just like dating apparently my mom says everyone knew that (laughs) As, like, she's, like, best friends with them. (laughs) I didn't know it was public knowledge that it was, like, years and years of cheating. Yeah, I thought it was, like, they were happy together. Then Camilla comes along. He's, like, oh, there's someone different. I like her better. And then he cheated on her. But, like, the whole thing is just so crazy, like, how this was all a thing just because the royal family didn't believe in divorce because she was already, like, a divorcee. So they're, like, nope you automatically can't but like obviously now like Meghan Markle is in and it's fine hunky dory so it's just I think it's good that it happened because then we all got you know Lady Diana or Princess Diana and she was a great humanitarian figure it's really unfortunate the way things ended but I mean I guess everything happens for a reason but totally and I think I think it's good because she she kind of shaped her sons to be different and to like lead the monarchy in a different path than it has been um, with their grandmother's reign. So hopefully, things will be different when they take over. Totally, I'm very interested to see what's going to happen in, like 20 years because like <clears throat> William and Harry like completely changed it. You know, like Harry lives in LA now. <laughs> you know, they they have like an acting deal. Like it's very interesting to see. Like I'm sure the Queen is not happy about her legacy leading in this way but i'm interested to it because I, I never truly understood the royal family like obviously i know to respect them and like they're the biggest deal in the world but i'm just like why like what's going on <laughs> so yeah. I'm, like i'm happy that they are living their own life the most interesting thing is though is they're actually do you know that the royal family is actually german like a good portion of them don't actually have British blood and like their last name isn't actually Windsor. It was like some Germanic last name, but they changed it to make it perceived like they were British. No, I did not know. I think like I could, this could be totally wrong, but this is like what I've gathered from like little pieces, but there was a family like the SARS, like spelled C-Z-A-R-S and like they were the ones in charge, but then they made some sort of mistake, which led the Windsors to take over. And that's how they're the Royal family now and not the SARS. Okay, side note, my favorite, uh, is it John Oliver that does, like, the weekly... Last Week Tonight? Yeah, Last Week Tonight. He did the one on Donald Trump, like, years ago, and did you know that Donald Trump's last name is actually Drump? Yeah, it's yeah, 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 I remember that. And he's like, make America Drump again. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite's getting, when he said that, I was like, oh my god, that's so funny. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, People has named their sexiest man alive, Michael B. Jordan. But Alex, you know, Alex didn't think it was Michael. She thought it was. 
Dan Levy. <laughs> yeah. Because and, and you are have all the right to understand because like in their Instagram they were teasing pictures of like the men that have ranked, you know, mm-hmm. below one. Yeah. And Dan Levy, like, it was, like, the coolest photo, and, and it did look like he was the cover, but it, it wasn't. It's Michael B. Jordan, who's hot as F, so. I don't understand, because most of the time, they do they not base Sexiest Man Alive on, like, who's actually, like, relevant as well? Like, I know Michael B. Jordan is, like, an actor, but he wasn't in, like, any huge movie or anything this year, so that's why I thought, like, Dan Levy, yes, that makes sense. Shit's Creek, like, yeah, this year, you know? I don't know, and also, like, another thing is just, like, uh, me I love this like I love looking at hot men but it's funny like 2020 it's like they still have a sexiest man and women alive like isn't this like objectifying men and women like it's just like funny of all the things that they've like p- the society has come down on I'm, I'm surprised there's not a riot over this magazine based on looks um yeah. but honestly Michael B. Jordan loved just since parenthood shout out if you've seen that show um and I still no, he's, he's hot don't get me wrong I'm just like that's so random I wish Dan won it because he's Canadian. He's really cute. And I just like love Shit's Creek. I just want to start a petition to make Ryan Reynolds sexiest man alive every year. He's my favorite. Oh my God. (laughs) Fucking love him. Um, Okay, next piece. Scott Disick dating 19-year-old Amelia Hamlin. I find it so weird because I'm still catching up on watching Housewives of Beverly Hills and having Lisa Rinna and like her daughter, I'm pretty sure at the time was like, 15 or 16 years old and she looks so different like she got so much plastic surgery so much plastic surgery and it's like what does scott's girlfriend turns 20 and then he gets a new girl that's like younger and younger and younger like what is up i think this is really weird i don't think anyone in their teens should be dating a father did you see the meme where it's like scott disick's like what covid's 19 yes Yes, so good. And um, it's just like funny every time that I hear Hamlin, like I think of Lisa Renna being like Harry Hamlin, like it was, she always calls her husband like. Yeah. And I'm like I fucking love that. But no, I find this oddly not oddly, fully, rightfully so creepy. Um, and I, I think I, like I, Scott's weird. just a child, and he like just doesn't want to date like a woman. Like Courtney, like has her shit together, and she is so like bossy that he, I think he wants to be like the adult in the relationship even though he's not that's why he has yeah. to date so young it's even like the um Leonardo DiCaprio's and the and the um what's his name uh George Clooney but now he's married but like before they would just date the hottest youngest model around because they didn't want to settle down they want to have a fun life on a yacht and pose with these girls so I don't know I think Scott just like I don't think he'll ever settle down like I think he's very much like a Leonardo DiCaprio maybe he'll turn into a George Clooney and surprise us and marry and have kids at 60 but like I don't know okay, but he's More not kids. Leonardo okay. DiCaprio because he's not like suave he's like he's dirty he's Lord Disick um honestly I think him and Courtney deserve each other like they should just like wrap it up stop putting other people through their bullshit just be together and just I totally agree. And like, I think they were good together. I mean, they've had some hard times in like Scott and they both have their own issues, but like when it comes down to it, like, I think they, they're a really cute family. Like I think she brings the best out of him and, and, and vice versa. So I would love to see a world where they end up together because you know, they deserve each other, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So our last one, I'm going to end this episode on a really happy note. Hallmark's first ever gay lead couple um, movie aired on Thanksgiving night. Um, it's called um, The Christmas House. It's with Jonathan Bennett, who's Aaron Samuels from Mean Girls. Hello. Yes. yes. I love him. He's also like a host on a bunch of baking shows. Um, <laughs> like 10 out of 10. I fucking love him. Like, what a career timeline. Mean Girls, baking host. <laughs> Aaron Samuel being like the hottest, like he's the sex symbol to... Yeah, baking, the bake-off, whatever, with <laughs> the show off, but it's so good. Um, I'm really excited. I have this taped, and I'm going to watch it this weekend. It looks really good. It looks funny. There's another Is guy. Any, like, backlash or anything yet? No, I think everyone, open arms, welcomed it, and they're really excited, because, like, Hallmark is known for, you know, the skinniest, the whitest, you know, the con- yeah. most conservative people, so it's, like, really cool, because even my mom, were, mom and I were talking about it, because to- uh, we love Hallmark movies. We watch them all the time, like, it's our favorite Christmas movies, and now we're seeing a lot of, like, you know, different 
cultures and backgrounds being showcased, which is amazing. So I just think, and like they're upping their gear, like it's filmed even better. So I feel like Hallmark, this is the year. I think it's going to even get better and better. And the acting's getting better. I'm just like, I'm so excited. <laughs> the acting getting better though. Or is it, it, it is. Too? <laughs> no, no. It totally is. Like freaking, um, you know, April from Grey's Anatomy, she was in one called Christmas in Vienna, and I watched it last weekend. You know, pretty good. Poor April Kepner goes from Grey's Anatomy to Hallmark movies. I mean, she was quite annoying, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. So random, but I forgot to bring this up in Grey's Anatomy, and I want to end the episode on this note. I am shipping Joe and um, Jackson, Jackson so hard. Do you love this couple? Uh, they just, like... Why do they have to consistently date in their own pool? It's almost like incestuous at this point. Like it's not, but it's like, can you just branch out? Like Maggie finally branched out and she's probably going to be happy, but it's like, you keep dating in this interpool and like none of you are ever going to be happy. But I'm no new friends when it comes to Grey's Anatomy. I like the the original cast. Like, I don't need new people coming in. You know what I mean? So I'm fine with them cohabitating together. That's why I like Maggie's boyfriend, because he's a far, and they only show him for, like, maybe two minutes, or not even a minute, like, 30 seconds per episode. I'm sad. I can't get invested in that, although I'm very here for this relationship, and I do hope he comes physically to her soon. Um, but I'm just like, I think it's really something there. I think they could end up together. Yeah, I mean, duh, we'll see. I mean, Jackson finally needs to settle down with someone. He fucked it up with April. He fucked it up with Maggie. I mean, he's just a fuckboy in general, so. You know, I've heard he is in real life as well, so. If you guys can hear my dog um, in the background, it's because I ordered dinner and the delivery guy is at my door. Ooh, what'd you get? It's this really new fancy place. It's called... Le Mickey Donalds. <laughs> oh, Le Mickey Donalds! Yes! <laughs> okay, so I don't want your um, gourmet burger to go cold, so I'll move right into Apology of the Week. And I know I teased it last week saying that I, I'm requesting an apology, and I do want to have a disclaimer. This is completely a joke, because we understand and respect the shit out of the frontline workers. So this is totally a joke. But anyway, it's just me wanting to complain, you know? Talk about myself and complain, the two things that I love. So I went in for my second COVID test last week because I have been sick since Thanksgiving in Canada, which is in October. So it's been like literally almost two months of being sick and my finger rash <laughs> like is not going away. And my doctor was like, that's a, that's a symptom of COVID. And the fact that you have still have a cough, like go precautionary, you know, go get your shit tested. And so this time I go into a drive through and it was like really weird like oh my god I can't believe they do this like they were standing out in the pouring rain like I totally respect them and I I feel so horrible that they have to do this day in and day out and I'm waiting in line I go like 45 minutes before they open because I'm smart to get in line and I only had to wait once it opened like maybe 25 minutes so I like drive up to the girl and you have to like park your car like turn off your engine and walk out and you have to go up to like this booth like you know construction um, my construction, like where they like hang out, like construction. Yeah. So you go to one of those and you go to a window and this girl has like full hazmat suits and like, oh my gosh, whatever. So I'm sitting down and all of a sudden, like my first test, she gradually twisted the swab to go up my nose and it was really, it was a slow process, but this girl rammed the swab up and went right like I swear to god it touched like my ass like that's how far it went up (laughs) and it was so fast and she stuck it only in one nostril but she kept it there for like 30 seconds which was like 15 seconds way too long and I just like I left that place feeling so violated and my nose it just felt like there was a, a wad of wasabi up there like I just couldn't and then I and then I started to feel like it was like kind of cold and like there was liquid coming from my nose and I thought it was just like snot and no I had a full-on bloody nose like I sent a picture to Alex and (laughs) if I'm feeling up to it I'll post on Instagram but it's like not a good photo it's like me crying (laughs) blood (laughs) in my nose but it was like dripping like I had a bloody nose for like an hour to two hours and then every time I blew my nose it was like bloody um so I don't actually I'm not requesting an actual apology I just wanted to complain and say woe is me and my nose hurt for a couple hours and it was kind of traumatic <laughs> and in the end at least you didn't have COVID I'm negative I now we are moving on to allergies we think it's an allergy <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so 
<laughs> I'm getting tested for sleep apnea and I'm getting tested for um, uh, deviated septum. So come along. Well, if you didn't have a deviated se- septum before, you fucking do now after that. Well, actually, you know what? They might have cleared it. They <laughs> 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 separated that. Um, so that's my apology week. I mean, it's kind of weak. There's no apology and I'm not going to get one, but I just wanted to complain. So there you go. That's what our this platform is for. Great. Well, I guess that ends it. Enjoy your gourmet Mickey Donald's burger. Thanks. Um, I have to work out after because I'm smart like that. So smart. I'm going to work out before I eat my nachos. So <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, thank you again so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on our Instagram platform at we, oh my God, that wasn't even, that sounded like an old person. Like follow my Instagram platform. <laughs> follow us on Instagram at we apologize podcast and my personal one, Alex with two X's underscore French with two H's. And mine's Tony Rose Goulden, Tony with an I. And yeah, I guess we'll see you next week then. Bye. Bye.